What a cracker of a song, hey? What a cracker of a God we have. Amen. Why don't you take your seats? Kids, this is the time in the service. You're going to head out to your kids' program right now. And I'm going to figure out where I'm going to preach from you this morning because I feel way too far away. I might come down here. Freedom, eh? Death was arrested, my life began. Beautiful. That'll do. That'll do. This is a new day for our church. Cassie has printed off an order of service. But she's gone out to kids' church, so we don't need that anymore. We are just mixing things up a little bit this morning. We're going to have a time of worship. We're going to sing a couple of songs at the end of this message this morning. But um, Cassia showed me that song that she wanted to play, and I was like, oh, I've got to get up straight after that. That's going to be good. What a platform that will um, set for God's Word once we have received the freedom that He gives us through Christ. Amen? You with me this morning? I don't want you quiet. I need your help this morning. I'm actually a little bit nervous about this message. Um, nervous because, you know, when you get a revelation on something and you just you struggle to, to portray it. That's not the word. See, I'm struggling already. Convey. You struggle to, you struggle to, to you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I need your help this morning. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> and uh, actually, the order of services made me a little nervous too. But but I just hope and pray that um, that you will receive uh, revelation this morning. Actually, we're going to pray right now. Lord, we need your help. We thank you for your scriptures. This isn't just a book and my commentary this morning. Lord, this is you speaking to us. So we open our heart to you, Lord, and we pray that you would bring something out of this world into our life this morning. Lord, un unlock our mind and release our spirit, Lord God, to grasp something of eternity this morning, something of heaven, something that is in heaven this morning. We pray that we can latch onto it this morning, even though we're in this this earthly state, we pray that you would do something in our hearts this morning out of this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me just say from the beginning that I am the most blessed person in the world. I'm sorry for the rest of you. Turns out I'm the Lord's favorite. <laughs> Have you ever had that feeling that you are just so blessed by God? I have this feeling more these days than ever before. I just feel so blessed 
by God. And the moments that I actually stop to think about it, I can get quite overwhelmed. Um, every night when we tuck our girls into bed, we pray with them. And um, sometimes you really couldn't be bothered doing that. 8.30 at night, you're done, you're finished for the day. And, and Cassia is greater at it than me. She'll, she'll, she reads a devotion with the girls. She spends 10 minutes each with them in their rooms. But I, I, at least I go in and, and lay on their bed and pray with them. <laughs> I've been known to go to sleep once or twice. Thank you, Robin. But, <laughs> but I, I, the theme of my prayer, I find myself praying every single night with them, is thanking God for our blessings. And we start listing stuff, and I start listing things, and if I've missed anything, they'll butt in and, and Dad, you missed this. Oh, that's right. We're so thankful, Lord. We're so blessed. You are just so amazing toward us and our family, and we just feel so special. And you know what? That is the sense, that is the feeling that we all can carry, and that we all should carry. I want to speak of the blessing of God this morning. Ephesians 1 and verse 3 is titled Spiritual Blessings. It says, All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. He has blessed us. Has as in past tense. He has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. See, as Christians, we're not expecting more as we go along. We've actually received every spiritual blessing at the moment we invite the Lord Jesus to become our Savior. You have received it all. We just spend the rest of our life and the rest of our days actually unpacking what it is that we've already received. We have our mind, you know, transformed, renewed, the Bible talks about. And we get to understand by studying the Word what has actually taken place when we took Jesus upon our life as our Savior. He has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing possible. And I want to encourage you to be somebody that recognizes the blessing of God on your life. Let me give you a hint. This is just a tip. Just start to thank him and thank him for whatever it is you can notice, whatever blessing you have in your life. Like when I started with our girls, you know, I was just saying a couple of things that I recognize. But, but as you get into the habit of, of thanking God for his blessings, like he opens your mind into what he's actually blessed you with. And you, you know, it becomes an addiction almost that you have to, you have to really uh, thank him. And the more you thank him, the more you receive or the more you understand that you have got to thank him more. And I'm getting my words mixed up this morning, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's just a little tip for this morning. Be a grateful person. Be somebody that stops and counts their blessings and you'll see that God will open up to you uh, your mind to perceive even more than what he's done than you've known in the past. Amen? Oh. 
Are you sensing my nerves this morning? <laughs> Thursday night we have prayer meeting at the Olive Tree. We have it every Thursday by the first Thursday of the month. And uh, that's 6.30 to 7.30. You're very welcome to come. Um, we looked at this passage of Scripture, John chapter 17. And uh, this is, I've been reading through this this week, often. And the first time I read it, can, I, I just got to say, it's not a familiar passage to me. And I read it this week. I possibly have read it before because there's some pen marks there, but I can't remember reading it. And it was like I was reading it for the first time. And it's a prayer of Jesus. We all know the Lord's Prayer. There's, you know, there's few prayers of Jesus that are actually recorded in the Bible. He often went off to a solitary place. But this was a prayer that's actually recorded in the Bible, not, not the Lord's Prayer, but another one. And it's a prayer that he prays just before he gets arrested and just before the end of his, his natural life here on earth. And it astounds me what he prays for. You know, to, to think, God, Jesus, what would you pray for in those last moments? Like, think about that for a second. You know, big picture stuff. Like, this is, is what would he pray for? And I'm reading this passage, already feeling like the most blessed person in the world, only to discover that this last real prayer, by the one on the cross, that's, that's recorded in Scripture, is a prayer for me by my Saviour, to his Father, for me, and for you. And I was overwhelmed again. God, what do I, what do, I do to deserve this? Let me read you a few things from it. In verse 9 it says, My prayer is not for the world. This is very interesting. Last prayer. My prayer, it's not for the world, but for those that you have given me. This is Jesus speaking to his Father. My prayer is for those that you have given to me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so that they, uh, so they bring me glory. He's speaking of his followers. He's speaking of his disciples when he says, Father, you've given them to me. And they're the ones I'm praying for right now. Now I am departing from the world, and they are staying in this world. But I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect. Say protect. It's the first of my key words this morning. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united just as we are, Father and Son. During my time here, I protected them. There's that word again. Protected them by the power of the name that you gave me. I guarded them. Say guarded. I guarded them so that not one was lost. It goes on, verse 15, and it says, I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but keep them safe. Say safe. These are the prayers Jesus prayed for his disciples as he was leaving them. God, protect them. Guard them. Keep them safe. Verse 18, For just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them 
so they, so they can be made holy by your truth. Verse 20, I am praying not only for his disciples, which you could have assumed he was. I'm not only praying for these disciples, but also for all who ever believe in me. That's where we enter this same prayer. He prays this prayer for us. God, protect them. Father, protect them. Guard them. Keep them safe. Protect them. Guard them. Keep them safe by the power of the name of Jesus. I didn't stop and highlight that for you this morning, but did you pick that up as I was reading it? This is the way in which he would protect us, guard us, keep us safe. The power of the name of Jesus. These words, protection, uh, words like guarded, safe, they're defensive words, right? They're words like, you know, they're a, they're a defense against something. And, and, and I can understand why he uses these words, because up until this point, the followers of God were living uh, to the, now the, what we now know as the produced by Moses, with the, you know, all the criteria and blah, 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 like so much stuff to live by, in essence, was a defense mechanism. It was to keep them safe. And Jesus is praying now to the Father, God, keep them safe, guard them, protect them. It's still a defense mechanism. Now, I, I, I believe in defense. You know, you look at any sport, defense is so important. But I've heard it said that the best defense is a good offense as well. And I think there's a lot of Christians in this day and age that know what it is to live in a defensive way, always praying for God's protection on their life, which is fantastic. Even Jesus prayed for that. Always praying that God would guard them and keep them safe, but always missing out on the element of offense because he has given them the power of his name. That's an offensive thing. The Lord has done for us. That's, that's a tool he has given us to move forward. Dan spoke a few weeks ago about stepping forward, keep moving forward. And, and, and it's interesting that if I want to be a, a blessed Christian, understand my blessings, I can't live in a place of always in fear and keeping everything away from me, keeping the world, you know, and, and my favorite catch cry scripture of come away from the world. You know that one, you know, be separated. Like that would be the catch cry scripture of somebody living defensively and neglecting the offensive point that he has given us the power of his name. The best way for you to be safe, the best way for you to be guarded, the best way for you to be protected is to understand the name of Jesus, live in the blessing of God and go for it. You with me? I want to uh, take you to another scripture now, and um, you'll find it in the book of Deuteronomy. The law was set up in such a way, with all these rules and regulations, that if you were to break one, you would have to organize throughout through the Levites, through the priests, some sort of sacrifice 
to get you back into right standing with God, right? You all understand that? And so there was this system in place, and I believe the, the nature of this system caused people to live in fear, like they don't want to make that mistake because they'll be separated from God. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? They, they, they will refrain from doing what God has told them not to do so that they are not separated from God, so that they will still have his blessing, so that they will not sin. They, they will refrain and they, will, they were scared to do the things God had shown them to, not to do for the fear of separation from God. Now, if you live your Christianity in that nature, you will miss out on the power that God has given you and the blessing he's given you because you will be forever uh, you know treading on eggshells hoping that you don't do the wrong thing as a result you'll never do the right thing do you hear you hear what i'm saying sometimes the best defense is a good offense and he's given us his name and he's given us his blessing listen to this for a scripture before we get to deuteronomy Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. You know what that is? That's, that's the curse that's pronounced is if you stuff up in these areas in your life, then this curse will come upon you. And Jesus has set us free from that. We're going to look at that curse in a moment because it is super exciting. But Christ has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law when he was hung on the cross. He took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. That's Galatians chapter 3. Free from the curse of the law. He took on the punishment of the world to free us from the curse of the law. I need you to hang in here with me this morning. It's going to take me a bit of time to get there. He became sin, the Bible says. He took on the sins of the world. He became sin so that we could be released from the curse of the law. The curse of the law that God had introduced. Isn't this a weird thing to think about? that he, there is a curse that was introduced by God. We don't like to think of God like that. But there was a curse introduced by, by God, and you'll find it in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's a long chapter. The first 14 verses speak of the blessing of God. The next 54 verses speak of the curse of God. 14 verses for blessing, 54 verses for cursing. We're going to look through a few of these cursing scriptures this morning, but it is so exciting. Honestly, it's going to be, feel weird getting excited as we read some of these things, but you have to understand, to be able to read this and get excited, you must realize that Christ has set us free from these things. You hear me? Now, now this will 
get excited. So that as, you, as we start to read some of these scriptures, and they're heavy scriptures, like they're harsh, really harsh, we don't feel the sense of that heaviness anymore. We don't feel the fear anymore because Christ has set us free from the curse of the law. Are you with me yet? Can we read it or you still want me to? <laughs> What's the time? We've still got to get into some worship. Thanks, Wayne. Oh, Deuteronomy is at the start. And I think that not only is this going to turn into an exciting time in, in the message this morning, an exciting segment in our service, I honestly believe that as I read some of these curses out, you're going to be broken from them. Because Christ has already set you free from them. We just don't understand that yet. We just haven't unpacked it all yet. But some people are going to unpack some gifts this morning. You're going to open up some presents from the Lord this morning. Gifts that are already being given to you that you can claim and you can hang on to. You with me? Curses for disobedience, verse 15. But if you refuse to listen to the Lord your God and do not obey all the commands and decrees that I am giving you today, all these curses will come upon you and overwhelm you. Exciting? Excited, Kev? It's enough, enough excitement to keep you awake this morning. Excitement. Your towns and your fields will be cursed. It's going to take you a little while to understand where we're going this morning. It's going to take you a little while to digest these words and hear me not pronouncing a curse over your life, but hear me pronouncing a blessing over your life because you've been set free from these curses. You with me? Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be cursed. Now that speaks to me of your supply. Your fruit baskets, they'll be cursed. Your breadboards, that's like your preparation of your, your supply. You're preparing your food at home even. And, and there's more than enough food in the kitchen, in the pantry. That would be a sign of blessing. But someone that's cursed... They're breadboards. They'll be cursed. Verse 18. Your children and your crops will be cursed. Anyone want to claim some promise this morning? Are you with me? You still can't do it, can you? You still can't hear these words of curse and accept them as a, a blessing. Let me reiterate. Christ has set you free from this. Not only are you released from this curse... But the opposite is now true. He's calling you into the blessed life like somebody that would have been blessed when their sacrifice was offered that day. You can imagine the priest going into the holy place and, and, and offering this sacrifice and their the people are released and they're set free from their sin only to jump in their car leave the car park and somebody cuts them off and they have all these anger issues and they want to chase down the guy and give him a piece of their mind. Their freedom might have lasted 20 seconds. Did that speak to anybody this morning? 
You have been not only set free from the curse, but you've been delivered into the blessing and into the promises of God, which are the complete opposite to these curses. Your children will be cursed. Well, not anymore. Amen? The offspring of your herds and flocks will be cursed. Think about that. What's that? Well, that's, I believe that's your investments, your herds, your flocks. That's what you're counting on to, to, to live off, to, to be successful in. That's your investments in your life. Well, they're not going to be cursed anymore, amen? They're going to be blessed. There you go. <laughs> oh, it's so good. We've got 54 verses to get through this morning. I'm not, I'm not going to get through them. You're going to read this in your own time and get so excited at home. Wherever you go, whatever you do, you'll be cursed. This is your coming and your going. In your coming, in your, in your day-to-day life, God has put a blessing on us to enjoy our coming and our going, to be blessed in Jesus' name. I'm about to go on holiday with Cassia for a week, and I can't wait to leave town in my going. We will be blessed in our going. But if you ever come back, to town after you've been away for a while and you see that bridge and you're just like, ah, oh, it's good to be home. Yeah? You'll be blessed in your going. You'll be blessed in your coming. Day in, day out. I love leaving my home early in the morning, go to work. I love it. I've got a spring in my step. Seriously, I like that part of the day. And I'm leaving for work and I've got a smile on my face. And I'm just looking forward to my day. Who knows, by the end of the day, I'm not smiling. I'm sore and I'm tired and I've been dealing with people. And then I come home and I'm like, oh, it's good to be home. The promise of your life is to be blessed in your coming and your going. Whatever you find yourself doing, you're meant to be blessed. The Lord, amen, the Lord himself will send you curses. These kind of curses, confusion and frustration. Confusion and frustration is part of the curse in everything you do. Listen, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and a sound mind. You have a sound mind. It came to you when you received Christ. You may not have unpacked it fully, but you have already received, our opening scripture told us, every spiritual blessing. And he has soundness of mind for us. He has clarity of thinking for us. He has focus and determination for us. We're not to be be distracted. We're not to be confused. We're supposed to understand what we're about, what we're doing, where we're headed, and go for it. That's what a blessed person would be like. The Lord will afflict you with diseases. 
until none of you are left in the land to occupy it. The Lord will afflict on you diseases. That's a cursed person. Cursed by the law because they haven't lived up to the standard. But through Christ, we are now not going to receive any diseases. We are now going to be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 103 says that he heals all of my diseases. Come on, people. He heals all of my sickness and all of my diseases. Now, listen, you may still be struggling with things in your natural body. That's fine. That's fine. But you need to come to the realization that you are now not cursed because you haven't lived up to the law. You've been set free from that. Now, sometimes sickness may come and sickness may go. But it's not due to being cursed because you've been set free from the curse. And God's promise for you, a promise that you can hold on to, that you can take in an offensive way, say, no, I am not going to receive this curse. I'm not going to receive this sickness and this disease. He comes to heal all of my sickness. He comes to heal all of my disease. Are you with me this morning? This is the God that we worship. This is the God that we serve. Amen. How much time we got? Heaps of time. <laughs> okay, thanks. It goes in, I'm not going to read any point by point anymore, but it goes into a heap of things talking about your land being cursed and your nations being cursed. But 2 Chronicles chapter 7 says that if my people will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, that I'll hear from heaven, I would heal their land. This is the nature of God towards somebody who doesn't have the curse on their life, that he would heal every part of our world. Nations can live under the curse of God or under the blessing of God. And it's evident often in their land what that nation can produce. Verse 27, that's a funny one. The Lord will afflict you with all kinds of boils from Egypt, with tumors, scurvy, I'm not sure what that is, and the itch, oh, that doesn't sound good, from which you cannot be cured. The Lord will strike you with madness, blindness, and panic. Not for me. Not for me. He heals all of my sickness, takes away all of my disease. He gives me a sound mind, focused thinking. Amen? The blessing of God. We're being set free from the curse. Here's an interesting one for you. Uh, verse 43, foreigners living among you will become stronger and stronger. You know what this is speaking about? Foreigners living among you. They'll become stronger and stronger. Well, we can see that in these days, can't we? While you become weaker and weaker. They will lend money to you. You'll not lend money to them. They will be the head and you will be the tail. 
Here's my conclusion. I might get the, the music team up. Thank you. We're going to enter into some worship this morning. Before we have a feast. But don't be thinking about the food. <laughs> Stop thinking about the food. I shouldn't have mentioned it. I lost half of you right there and then. Yeah. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 2 says this. This is classic. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim. You like that? You've seen those birds that come down and just they, they just dart off last minute? That's like, that's like these curses coming toward us and, and realizing this is not a cursed person. This is somebody living under the blessing, the power of the name of Jesus. And, and it'll dart off. It'll go somewhere else. How cool is that? John chapter 8, verse 36 says this, So if the Son sets you free, you are truly free, or you are free indeed. Are you excited yet? Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, speaks about being free in Christ. So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And you don't get tied up again into slavery to the law. You know it's your choice whether you get tied up again to slavery of the law. The Bible actually says in the New Covenant, says, if you want to live by the law, you'll be judged by the law. But let me just tell you, you're not going to make 20 minutes living to the law and being judged by the law. You'll never make it. No one ever has. Actually, Paul even describes it as being impossible to live by the law. But we've received Christ, who took upon himself those curses that sin, and took it to the grave once and for all. And in Him, that, that opening prayer that I read in John chapter 17, Jesus is, says it three or four times in this prayer that they are in me, God, and I am in you. Like we're in this together. And as Christ is now free and glorified and sitting in His throne, in heavenly places, so are we as we've been set free from the curse and received the blessing of God. Now do you feel like the most blessed person in the world? Now do you know what I'm talking about? We are so blessed. Oh, they're ready. They're ready. Man, they are efficient. An efficient, good-looking bunch. <laughs> hey, I've got the tally of our offering to the Lord. You want to hear it? No? I don't know. Put it away. Uh, this is this is very exciting. Very humbling for me, as um, as your leader, to think that uh, just today in this service plus 
couple that have come in online over the last week or so, um, $37,205 was offered to the Lord this morning as an offering, as a sacrifice. $37,200. That's amazing. A few weeks ago, somebody deposited into our account a separate $50,000 just to go towards this as a one-off gift. Somebody from outside the church. I know there's people in our church that couldn't be here today that will be a part of this in the next couple of weeks as well as time goes on. And uh, you may have also seen that we've got a GoFundMe we just posted online that people outside the church might want to contribute to and sow seeds into, whatever that's on Facebook at the moment. But we are believing for uh, $120,000 to come in by the end of this month. And so if you add all those figures together, we're at probably at about 90000 already, which is amazing. So thank you, everybody, that gave. You know, and it's not about the, the monetary value. I talked to people this week that, um, that couldn't afford much at all, but they were so excited to be a part of it, to give some. And I just think that's amazing. And who, you'd be stupid to think that God could do more with $120,000 than he could with 10 bucks. That's really restricting God, isn't it? Like we could maybe do more in the natural, but God, he just needs somebody with an open heart, an open hand, two fish and five loaves. That's all he needs, amen? So God bless you all for being part of this. And uh, I wanted to speak on the blessing of God this morning. This doesn't buy you blessing, by the way. This is a hard thing. We've got to shake off our mindset. This doesn't buy us blessing. We are blessed because we're in Christ. Because of what he did on that cross. Everything else is just the outworking of it. I wanted to speak on blessing this morning and I wanted to finish reading the first 14 verses of this chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 28, because some of you were confused as I was reading about the curse. So I'm going to read about the blessing of God, and I'm going to declare this over your life. And uh, yeah, we've got a bit of mood music playing, and yeah, we're at the end of the service, and it can feel nice and feel good, but I honestly believe this is powerful, and this will set people free this morning. And if anything comes up as I read it out, comes to your mind that relates in an area of your life where you haven't received the blessing or the freedom in, take hold of it this morning because you have received every blessing on offer. Amen? Actually, why don't you stand to your feet and after this we're going to follow into a couple of songs of worship. The second one of which is called Floodgates. It's a new song we learned last week. Open the floodgates of heaven. And, and I think that's a prophetic moment in this service as well. And I want you to just open up your heart and receive from God this morning. You have brought him an amazing gift of sacrifice this morning. You watch what God does with sacrifice. He loves sacrifice. No wonder the old law was built around it. He loves the sacrificial giving of people. It actually unlocks his hands to pour out abundance. It's so good. Okay, you ready? Man, I've talked for a while. Sorry, Jody, I'm getting there. 
It's titled Blessings for Obedience. Now don't get confused. This is Old Covenant, New Testament. Our obedience stops and finishes with Jesus, you know, receiving Him. That, that's what we receive this blessing from. If you fully obey the, the Lord your God and carefully keep all these commands that I am giving you today. Now, this will sound so familiar because it's completely opposite to the cursing. The Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the world and you will experience all of these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. You ready? You ready to receive? You may want to close your eyes and receive the word of God over your life this morning. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Amen. Hold on, I've got to stop you there because you're not receiving this, I'm sure. One of the original meanings of the word blessed, one of my favorite original meanings of this word blessed is this, empowered to succeed. You like that? Now I've got to start this again, because now I've got you on the same wavelength as me. Let's read this again. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Your children and your crops will be blessed. Now you can say it verbally if you want, but more importantly, receive it. The offspring of your herds and your flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, in your coming and in your going, you will be blessed. The Lord will conquer your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but they will be scattered in seven. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do. Come on now. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything that you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord your God will bless you in the land that He is giving you. If you obey the commands of the Lord your God and walk in His ways, the Lord will establish you as His holy people as he swore he th that he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are people claimed by the Lord and they will stand in awe of you. I, I'm, that excites me. I'm witnessing through life witnessing to many people these days. In my life, you know, a lot of people are watching, but I don't want to, I want them to recognize it's, the Lord has His hand on my life. Yes. And that's what it says will happen. They will notice and they will recognize. Verse 11, the Lord will give you prosperity in the land that He swore to your ancestors to give you. Amen? I'm declaring prosperity over your life. Some people don't like that prosperity teaching. I'm not a big fan of listening to much of it, but there's still a lot of truth in it. And God wants to prosper you. Blessing you with many children. Amen. Come on, you can claim this if you like. Mason, Geordie, you can't claim this anymore. 
like that. That was for you then. Pray for Mace. Please pray for Mace. It's just taken forever. That's right. I can't even find where I got to. Here it is. He give you blessing, many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. Come on, this is a turning point for some people. You've got too many crops, dead crops hanging around your life. You've got too many barren fields. That's not for you. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from His rich treasury in heaven and will bless all the work that you do. You will lend to many nations. You will never need to borrow from them. If you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on the top and not the bottom. Amen? Amen. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for every single blessing that you promise us. And even the ones we don't understand or can't see it manifest in our life this morning, we reach out to you and we receive every spiritual blessing that you have given to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to enter. Amen. We're going to enter into a time of worship right now, next 10 minutes or so before we have lunch together. Open up your heart to Him. He wants to bless you. His final prayers on this earth were for you, to empower you with the name of Jesus. So you didn't have to be on the defense all the time. He wants to empower you to be on the offense and understand the blessing on your life. Amen? Amen. Thanks, Mace. Lifted high. 